Welcome to A Voice for Creators. I'm your host, Daniel Norton. I mentioned last podcast I was reading a book called The War of Art. It's pretty good. I did give a little warning and I'll give it again. Uh, this book, it goes into various kind of, let me just say this, the author is speaking in their mind and sometimes, this is almost a 20-year-old book, go into it with a grain of salt. I think that some of the things said in this book, especially religious things, um, are might be not on point with the way a lot of people think. So, you know, read at your own risk. I'll put a link in the show notes. I think it's worth a read. You can read it in an afternoon. You can skip over the parts that might be a little weird. But there's a part here, and maybe this will give you a taste of it. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there's a chapter called We're All Professionals Already. And he's talking about the idea of you needing to be a professional, um, even as an amateur, really, uh, to be able to really be successful as an artist. So I thought it was kind of interesting what he wrote here. I'm going to just take like his little bullet points, and I'm going to talk about what I think about those things, because I think they are very interesting. So let's do it. So there's three sections to this book. There's kind of like the build up to part, then kind of the middle part, and then like the solution, if you will. Um, so basically this is in the second part, which is being pro, I think is what it's called. So here we go. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the bullet points. So we're all pros already. All of us are pros are in one area, our jobs. And these are the things that he's listing that defines a pro. We show up every day. And I think this is really interesting because, right, right. If you have a job, even if you don't like your job, let's say your job is, I'll name a job that I had when I was younger. When I was in college, I worked loading trucks. Okay. I loaded boxes onto trucks. I showed up every day. I didn't show up every day because I loved it. I showed up every day because it was my job and I needed to, I'd get fired. I couldn't pay my bills. Right. But because I showed up every day, I was better at it. I didn't always want to do it. I didn't always care for it when I was doing it. But once I got into it, I was doing it and it worked and I became very good at it. The same is true for your art. You might, in this case, he's talking a lot to writers, but you might be a photographer and say, man, you know what? I am don't feel like shooting today. And if you want to take your art, your photography to the next level, you need to really step it up even when you don't feel like it. Get yourself to do things. Now, I just made a podcast saying taking a break was not a problem, obviously. I'm talking about in general, right? Because of course at work you get a vacation, but this is another way to look at it. Sit down every day and work. It might not be the best thing you ever do, but if you work every day, it'll become a habit. You'll become better at it. Number two, we show up no matter what. That's kind of ties into what, what I just said there. Even when you're sick, although you really shouldn't go to the office when you have a cold, but people do, right? They feel like they're indispensable. They have to go. They show up no matter what. That's it. Show up no matter what. You wake up that day uninspired. You wake up that day with a cold. Still do something towards your art. Even if it's just editing your old photos, get yourself to do something. Put your eyes and your mind into your art every day and you will become what he's going to, and I'm going to get into pro at the end of this. We stay on the job all day. That is when you come to your job. I don't know if I agree with this one. <laughs> he talks about you come to your job and you're there and you work and, and you know, you get your job done. You don't get distracted. I, I'm very distracted whenever I've had office jobs. Um, so I don't know if I agree with that, but hey, you know what? That, that's probably a good, well, no, he does say, your minds may wander, but you just keep working. That's fine. You don't have to always be focused on everything you do. In fact, as you progress as an artist, a lot of times things you're doing are mechanical, right? For me, part of my joy of making a portrait is the interaction with the subject. But for a lot of people that are super technical, it might just be the lighting and getting everything right. So they spend a lot of effort focused on that. And then when they're shooting, it's almost like, that's kind of like the way it was when I shot catalogs, which 
honestly, I didn't really like. But that feels like, well, as usual, I'm going to take a side cut here. One of the reasons why, even after I spent my whole first part of my career trying to get to the point where I could shoot catalogs and make like enough money in a week that would last me half a year, <laughs> I didn't like doing it. And it's so weird, right? You get to that point and you're just like, what? And I realized that the reason I didn't really like doing it was because I didn't feel like I was really shooting. When you're shooting a catalog, for the most part, it is boring and kind of easy. Once you're set up, it's working. You just have to work with the models. You work with professional models, right? But I didn't feel like my my mind, everything wasn't in it when I was doing that, which of course then made me do, as they say, I'm doing air quotes here, personal work. Maybe that's a whole other podcast. Number four, we are committed over the long haul. That's true, right? When you have a job, you're, you know that it's long-term. It's not just that one day you're doing it. You're going to continue to do this. This is you might go to a different place, right? But over the long haul, especially if you have more of a career type job that's a very specific type of job, like you're an accountant, even if you go to different places and work as an accountant in different places, you're still an accountant and you're always getting better at it and growing. Same thing when you're a photographer or a writer, painter, you're always going to grow. It's a long journey. Focus and just keep going. The stakes for us are high and real. Here, I think it's super interesting because I think the same is true. And this is where I'm going to start disagreeing with him after this. I think the same is true for the art. I think that when we are doing the art, even if it's not professionally, the stakes are high. We are putting ourselves out there. And that is a risk. I've talked about this before. It's a risk. It's an emotional risk. It's a, a risk of our feelings, right? I guess emotional feelings. It's it's risky. It's almost more risky than risking money to me. And when you're in a job, right, you do it for real because there's a risk. There's a real risk that if you lose your job, you're going to be financially stuck. It could be a problem, especially if you don't have a lot of savings or you are you have a lot of like debt, let's say. Same thing is true as an artist. If you put yourself out there with everything you've got and it doesn't do to get the reactions, doesn't succeed in fulfilling you the way you thought it was, it's going to be a major blow. So, yeah, the stakes are real. We accept remuneration for our labor. We're not in it just for the fun. Again, I think that's fine for mo for many people, but I don't think you need to, because he talks about the whole idea of being a professional and you don't have to make money for it later. So I agree with that. But in this particular context, he's saying that you want something for, you, for your work. And in a sense, we do, right? Even if we do it for ourselves, we do want something for it. We want fulfillment. So... We're working towards something. We're not just doodling or taking random pictures. We're taking pictures for a reason. This is what makes it, even as a just a very strong hobbyist, a professional endeavor. We are not just taking a quick snapshot of somebody with our phone as we walk past them or we, you know, because we're at a party or whatever. Oh, look, look, we're making a photo. And the payment that we get for that, even if we're not doing it for money, is the knowledge and the, the pride that we've created a beautiful piece of art. Now, here is where I disagree with, with, a, with at least for the type of art that I do. But I understand what he's talking about, but he says, we do not over-identify with our jobs. Okay, so the reason why um, he's talking about it here is he's talking about the idea of we can't allow ourselves to be crushed if it doesn't go exactly the way that we feel. You know, I mentioned this before. I have mentioned it before. I had this job loading trucks, right? When I leave the loading trucks job at the end of the day, 
whether I loaded a lot of trucks that day or a few trucks that day or it went really well or it didn't go well, I can put that behind me. And that is a skill that you're going to need if you really want to succeed in the arts. You've got to be able to have that bad photo shoot and then at the end of the day, or that really great one, and at the end of the day, realize that there will be more shoots. So the actual sentence I don't agree with, but the idea I do. Number eight, we master the technique of our jobs. Right? I mean, that goes without saying. Technique is important, and we've talked about that a bunch in, this, in the idea of style. And I'll get into that a little bit, because I've been reading some other stuff where people talk about the work is the style and stuff. I actually talked about it in this book a little bit. I don't know if I agree with that. But yeah, we want to master technique. As much as I say that your style comes from within you and technique doesn't matter and this and that, having good technique matters. Which technique you choose to use does not. So we do want to master our technique. We have a sense of humor about our jobs. Yeah, I think that's true too. You've got to be able to roll with the punches when you're doing something. Don't take it so seriously. It's serious, but that doesn't mean that you can't find humor in it. I always say... When we're having the worst shoots, they, everything's falling apart, the gear's not working, the live stream goes down, all this other stuff. This will be a funny story later. And I got that from a photographer I worked for for a long time. And we would be on these trips and there's like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, uh, you know, at stake on this job. And we'd be stressing and then he would just pause for a second and look at us and be like, just remember, this is going to be, this story's going to be really funny later. And it would it, it, it put you in a different headspace, like, right. There will be a tomorrow. We receive praise or blame in the real world. Now, this is kind of important. I'm going to close the book here. To where I think we want to be when we're putting our work out there. Somebody listening to this. I mean, maybe not. Maybe let me know. Give me a call in. When we, if we just take macro pictures of flowers and we hang them up on our wall so we never let them in our house or we live by ourselves or we just have to keep them on our phone and we never show anyone. That's a whole different thing. And, and again, that's totally fine. But I think the second that we want to show the work, that's when we kind of go into what we're going to call the real world, right? We, When we show our work to a group beyond the group that we are associated with, that is not our family, not our close friends, and then we see praise or blame or criticism in this case, then we can really... No, right? When we're willing to do that, we know that we're stepping into this next level and making the photography or the art, the art that we're doing in any form the real focus of our life, the thing that we can move forward to. We're getting serious about it, if you will. I don't think that, I don't look at the idea or the word amateur, like this book kind of does, um, in a negative way. Although I don't know if it's fair to say that either. Um, that, that he doesn't never really says that, but it's kind of made as like the amateur is this and the pro is this and you want to be the pro. And it, but he's using amateur and pro differently than I would. To me, the love of the art, the love of the production of the art, the idea that you are a photographer, that you can move forward, that you do associate yourself with your art, that it is you, is the same as what he's calling it here. I would call the amateur in his case, not even a photographer at that pace, not even an artist, like somebody, again, who never takes a picture every once in a while with their phone to capture something if they need to, they're using it more mechanically. That's the kind of level that he's talking about amateur. So I don't want you to think that like when the word amateur is used, that it's like somebody who does it for fun. He kind of associates that here, but he's also talking about writers. So it's a little bit different and I'm not him. What I will say is that in my opinion, 
the to work for the love of the work is the main profit. And if you can produce the work that makes you feel fulfilled, that brings you forward, that brings you into the next level, that is the professional in my mind. Now, obviously, professional can mean make doing it for money, and that's that's cut and dry. And you might be. In fact, he goes into this. He talks about the hack later on. I would never use that word because I think it's kind of it's it's an insult, first of all. But I mean, I've always seen it as an insult. Maybe it's not. The hack is the person is what I would call the hired gun. He calls a hack in here. You can be the hired gun and you can be successful. But if you're the hired gun, then you're doing it just for the money. If you're the amateur, you're maybe just doing it for the love. But the true pro in my mind, the pro that we want to be when we want to say, I'm a photographer and also we do it for a living. That's the ultimate state where we love what we do. We do it for the love. We do what's inside of us. And hopefully we collect some kind of paycheck for it as well. So why not, right? Speaking of paychecks, well, not really a paycheck, but if you want to support the podcast, uh, please give it a rating on the uh, podcatcher of your choice. Also, if you want to write a review, that's great. That really helps the podcast grow. I'm going to read one uh, here and I will read them as they come in. This is from Darren Joe. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Probably not. Uh, Five stars. The advice photographers need. A Voice with Daniel Norton is the podcast that proves that the best advice comes from the real working photographers. Big picture topics that can be applied with individual needs. Huh, thank you. That is a great compliment and I appreciate it. Right, exactly. (laughs) I think the idea here is to take what is a large topic or something that we all think about and kind of bring it into where how it could be useful to you. And hopefully this is useful to you. And if it is, please do share the podcast around. Let people know if you have anybody who's interested in just listening to podcasts in general or more specifically people that want to become or want to become more involved in the arts of any type. I would love it if you would share the podcast with them. But really speaking of supporting the podcast, I have started a Patreon, so I will put a link in the show notes. You can see what's available there. I'm actually going to make a YouTube video describing the different levels. There's some basic support levels, but more importantly, there's some mentoring levels because I've been uh, asked several times about direct mentoring, especially with people who are far away and not in New York. Uh, I'm going to be doing it through Zoom. I've already started doing it. It's working really well. So yeah, I want to continue doing more of that. So if you are interested in supporting the podcast, please do check out the Patreon and see if that's something that you can do. If a monthly thing isn't really for you, there's other ways to support the podcast, and they're also in the show notes below. I really appreciate any of the support I get from here. I like the idea that I can produce this podcast for you all and put out to you my thoughts. This is really becoming my journey. Um, When I was younger, as I mentioned many times before, I really, really wanted to be a photographer. And I also really wanted to be a teacher, interestingly enough. And I went the route of photographer, And when I became later in life, maybe 10, 12 years ago, when I got asked to get up in front of, you know, people and teach uh, photography of all things, it was such a great experience. And I really love this. And now I find that I still love doing that. Obviously, I love working with people on a more personal basis because the reality is, is there's a lot of people out there showing you how to light something. But why is so much more important? And if you think that as well, then please do, like I said, share the podcast, check out the Patreon, all that other good stuff, and I'll talk to you soon.